Hello and welcome to the IFR 17 podcast, a Deloitte production for everyone interested in the topics around IFR 17. My name is Igor Ulrich and I will conduct the interviews with a different expert on a specific topic in each episode. I make sure that beginners don't feel left behind, but also experts can take something with them. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Deloitte IFRS 17 podcast and today we are talking about compensation. IFRS 17 leads to an amended calculation of financial figures, for example the profit is now calculated differently and at the same time financial figures always have an impact on the compensation in every company. So the question naturally arises what is the impact of compensation due to IFRS 17? And I thought, who better to ask than Peter Devlin? Peter is a partner and he is head of the total reward practice in Germany and therefore responsible for advising clients on compensation design. Welcome, Peter, and thanks for making the time to talk to me here in Munich. My pleasure. So, Peter, what are the changes now with IFRS 17? So, under the new standard, revenues and expenses will be recognized as they are received and paid and not as they are earned and incurred, which is currently done. This will lead, all other things being equal, to greater volatility in accounting KPIs. In particular, the profitability of a book of business will become more volatile. As these financial metrics are used in the determination of executive compensation packages, the introduction of IFRS 17 will necessitate an overhaul of employers' compensation design. And what does IFRS 17 state in respect of compensation? Absolutely nothing. But the point is, the economic results as measured by IFRS 17 will be different, as compensation design should align with business strategy, particularly for executives, Compensation packages will need to be adjusted to cope with this. Compensation is part of the total reward package that an employer offers to its employees and its executives. So employers need to attract and retain their executives, while all employers should offer a package that reflects their own individual business requirements. One of those business requirements must be to offer a competitive package in the market for certain talent. So not adopting a revised remuneration system that reflects, reflects the challenges and changes of IRS 17 is likely to become a competitive disadvantage if others are adjusting their compensation models in light of the changes. This is a key reason why all companies who are affected by IRS 17 are most likely to at least review the issue as part of their IRS 17 introduction. And why will IFRS 17 cause issues? Several financial metrics that are commonly also used as remuneration KPIs will change under IFRS 17. For instance, reported expenses for claims which, under the new standard, will more accurately reflect actual economic expenses because companies will report estimated future payments to settle incurred claims on a discounted basis. Currently, some companies do not consider the time value of money in their liabilities for claims incurred, 
which leads to a distortion in the results of the insurance contracts for which settlement claims may take several years. Depending upon each company's applied practice and specific liability structures, this change is expected to affect companies to different degrees. The result is that compensation and performance KPIs that are directly influenced by changes due to the IFRS 17 introduction might increase or decrease materially, independent of the employee's actual performance. An executive might deliver similar work as in previous years, but due to changes in the way the corresponding performance KPIs are computed, this is likely to be reflected differently in the performance review leading to a change in pay. Note that due to balancing effects over the total period, decreasing KPIs now will be followed by increasing KPIs in the future and vice versa. In the end, IFRS 17 doesn't change the business itself, but just the way it's measured. So, as a consequence, remuneration is in danger of becoming more volatile, decreasing or even increasing in an unpredictable manner. Incentive systems only have a positive effect on managers' behaviour if they feel that they can actively influence them so pay designs in the insurance sector are in jeopardy of losing their directive force or even lead to perverse incentives. It is important that executives are not mistakenly perceived to be gaming the system due, due to changes in IFRS 17 KPIs. Again, it's an important governance need to review the issue. What compensation methods are currently used in the market and on what factors is compensation based today? Looking at Europe's top insurance companies that apply IFRS by gross written premiums, the new standard is likely to have substantial effects on executive compensation. For most of these insurers, several KPIs used for the calculation of annual bonuses as well as performance condition KPIs in the long-term incentive otherwise known as LTI, plan design, will be directly impacted. Two examples are revenue and return on equity, as both these measurements will change under IFRS 17. In 2016, 10 out of Europe's biggest 11 insurers used revenue-based KPIs in their variable compensation systems. Moreover, 5 out of the 11 used return on equity, based measures as performance conditions in their LTI plans or in their midterm incentive plans. That's very interesting. So what will need to change then? We believe insurance companies will need to firstly adjust current remuneration KPIs to reflect greater volatility of business results. They will need to adjust current remuneration KPIs to reflect changes in their peer group. They will need to implement new KPIs related to future expected results under the new standard, but all companies will use different KPIs as their book of business and strategy are different. An interesting example is uh, legal in general, which I follow from a UK pensions uh, perspective, which seems to be aggressively pursuing the pensions buyout market and um, ridding itself of other um, minor businesses. So the KPIs that will need, will need to be adjusted to this sort of business and they will need to be adjusted to how IFRS 17 measures that particular type of business. 
And what is your impression on the client's view in terms of urgency and priority on this matter today? Do they feel it? At the moment, the big IFRS 17 projects are doing the basic adoption work with many of my fellow actuaries being involved. <clears throat> For instance, in Germany, we seem to have a lot of Canadian actuaries who are employed doing the work. So there is a big demand for project uh, in this area. However, um, as IFRS 17 is to be implemented as of the 1st of January 2022, only business years after that point will be affected for executive compensation. So therefore, I think the compensation model adjustments are known to be needed, but not necessarily enacted as yet, as we still have two and a half years to go. Now, IFRS 17 started to make financial figures more comparable. The question is now, will IFRS 17 make executive compensation plans and payouts also more comparable? That's the uh, trillion-dollar question. Um, the IS, IASB board claims that the new standard will increase comparability and transparency. For example, companies are required to disclose the corresponding confidence interval for the risk adjustment liability, even though companies are allowed to adopt varying techniques to calculate this liability. That brings enhanced insights into the relative performance. As a result, company performance could be compared more easily, which may be an opportunity to refine incentive design. However, the majority of Europe's top 11 insurers use peer group comparisons of share price developments or relative total share holder return, TSR as it's known, as performance conditions in their LTI plans. The new standard could open the way for introduction of more thorough peer group performance comparisons coupled to additional KPIs. Thus comparability may increase, although I suspect as ever the devil is in the details, so it will always be an effort to directly compare payouts and the business risks inherent in the pay models being used by insurance companies. That completely makes sense. What compensation models are used in different levels and different insurance departments today? Our focus at the moment has been on uh, executive population. Uh, employees further down the hierarchy are less likely to be directly affected by the introduction of IFRS 17. Although any employee with a profit-related variable pay component may see their plans redesigned, or at least reinterpreted. It's very much a company-specific issue. I don't believe there is a general one-shop or one-type answer. For instance, actuaries doing IFRS 17 are in demand, so their pay has likely increased lately. But this is more a supply and demand issue rather than a direct consequence of IFRS 17 requirements. Different issues will affect non-executives' pay, such as material changes that are occurring to insurance business models due to the introduction of technology such as artificial intelligence. But these changes are not really a direct result of IFRS 17, even though they will have far-reaching effects on the design of remuneration. Now, does the new compensation change the insurance processes and IT systems as well? So, is a new compensation tool, for example, needed? I believe so. I think in the market we have seen compensation management solutions that are now offered by a number of very good new providers. Our view is that 
where pay is fairly complex, then companies will likely use a specific point solution that connect to their HR database, for instance, Workday or Success Factors, rather than the basic system itself. We are seeing an increase in such solutions being implemented. Regulators are also keen for companies to move away from the use of Excel sheets with all their consequent mistakes and ingrained risk issues so that the proper documentation of how pay decisions are made is a key governance issue. Remember, insurance in most companies is highly regulated for risk control issues, so regulation does matter, and how pay is designed and implemented has become an increasingly important topic even since IFRS 17 was um, first <clears throat> written. Mm -hmm. So I see that there is a need to talk about new compensation models. Now, when should we get into talks with a client about the future compensation model? Simply mention that as IFRS 17 changes KPIs and the KPIs are likely to be more volatile, then the client should at least review their compensation models, particularly for executives. Executive pay is always a hot topic, regardless of what company you're in. Or working for, as it is so public. So most clients will see it as a priority and a high priority at that. And I imagine most insurance companies, total reward departments, have it on their radar screen already, even if the full implications are not yet fully understood. So therefore, we believe there is a market demand for this type of review out there. And have there been big changes in compensation models in the past before IFRS 17 due to some regulations? So are there maybe any lessons learned that we can use now? My understanding is that in Australia and New Zealand, similar changes were made in the past, and I think that's about 20 years ago, that were similar to IFRS 17. This led to a corresponding adjustment of compensation plans uh, which they didn't think about until they got further down the process. But to be honest, I'm not a, an expert in antiquity and insurance history, so I don't have precise details on that. But certainly there were key changes made. Thank you very much for these enlightening insights into compensation models. Thanks for having me here and have a great day. Thank you. That was the Deloitte IFRS 17 podcast. We thank you for your interest and look forward to your comments, feedback and questions. You can reach us via email at ifrs17podcast at deloitte.de. Please join us again next time. We wish you all the best.